What's going on, guys? Welcome to Never Stop Learning, episode 83. Today's conversation is with one of my dearest friends in this world, Emily Soleil, as she goes by on Facebook. <laughs> and there's not much else for me to say. As you'll hear in this conversation, we met and connected in just a pure, open, understanding, eye-to-eye. Like, we just clicked right away. This episode is, is really like some of the most like just a phone call between friends. Because I, I can't help but just dive into our, our dynamic. Emily and I met in Thailand. She was my trainer on a three-week um, training retreat to go teach English. And in a lot of ways, I've, I've definitely experienced our friendship and and her as a mentor, as kind of a a role model, um, but also just as someone who who knows what questions to ask me, who can totally see me. She's so good at, at seeing the defenses that I that I'm that I have the tendency to put up, or you know, limiting beliefs, negative self talk. And yeah, it's a real openness and an understanding and a supportive energy. Emily and I are both out here trying to find our niche and figure out how it is we're supposed to lead and support, you know, the fellow souls that are just traveling, vibing on this earth. I mean, you know, both her and I had this experience of, of having to move back home right before the pandemic or during the pandemic and just kind of being shook up from being in complete control of creating the exact life we're wanting for ourselves the types of things we get into it in this conversation what is it that we value you know I really hadn't thought at all about this question especially in regards to how you know what I value then drives and helps you know determine what it is I'm I'm heading towards what what I'm what I'm dreaming of what I want for myself keeping in mind what we value is important Emily always helps me f- 
find the reminders that exist. You know, one of the things that I, I haven't talked a lot about it on the podcast yet is my my relationship with flies, house flies, you know. Um, but the reason it can be so powerful long after an intense bonding experience is that I always know what I want to remind myself of, but I just need a reminder to be reminded of what I already know to remind myself of, right? You know, where you kind of like find yourself being like, oh crap, I just, dang it, I didn't, you know, we get so tripped up and we can get clicked into like an autopilot or a, oh, I've always done it this way, so dang, it, my body just naturally does this thing. Oh yeah, I'm trying to you know, recycle or, you know, imagine, you know, when you start wanting to compost, you find out how your whole life you've been throwing away your, your potato peels and onion skins. And you're like, oh, dang, crap, put it in the compost bin, compost bin. And I think there's a lot of things like that in life, right? And we're just like, in charge of, of becoming aware as much as we can. And so, one of the ways, I mean, hey, 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 shout out to the podcast. This helps me become aware. This helps put me in touch with the types of conversatorial, conversatorial moments where we give ourselves space to feel and be reminded of the things we want to feel and be reminded of. So, dear friends... Let's feel and be reminded of the things that come up as we explore this beautiful conversation. I'm so glad this is recorded. Emily, if you're listening to this in three years, what's going on? Hope you're doing well. (laughs) And uh, we have a little technical difficulty right 15 minutes in, but it shouldn't be too much of of a hiccup. Hope you enjoy. Much love. What's up? How we doing? Um, welcome to my first album. It's live recording of my first uh, freestyle album, I guess. I guess I've had a couple, but this feels like the realest. It's been the real live, live, uh, this is a concert, yo. This side of us. That we have inside this idea of us. I swear, I swear, I swear, I swear this idea of us. This idea of us is false. Is false. I've been moving in directions where I see myself now. It's not a mere baby It's understanding, yeah This is the most I feel like myself And now I know I can share it This is a spiritual experience I know There's no one else that I want to share it with. I'm feeling like I'm scared, but I know that it's okay. I wanna get 
off in time on my life Cause you know I got it feeling so right I will get with you tonight so let's share We see in ourselves Even if we are scared even if we don't know what we will say before we're there If you want it, you can grab it I could be yours in a split second If you will believe it If you will believe that you could have your own place And you could know that this is the best song that I've created yeah. And I know you're here for me for it. I swear this is something I'm ready to release from my soul I know you can see it Woohoo! Oh, you can see it Oh, I don't have no one else And I just have myself I don't need no one else But I'd love you, love you I know you're coming home <laughs> I'm excited for when I come up with the title for that. <laughs> Write a title in the comments for that little song if you think of a title for that. Hello. Hi. What's up, dude? How's it going for you? <laughs> oh, it's good. It's crazy. It's like... Um... But like in a good way. Good, good. Crazy's good. Like energetic crazy. Yeah. Busy. Busy crazy. Um, no, not really busy crazy. I think just like kind of like I guess. I mean, maybe this is a weird metaphor, and it's, and I certainly don't feel caged, but I kind of feel like I'm like realizing and you know running into some of the sides of like my old like limiting beliefs about <laughs> what life is, you know. And I've seen so many ways, you know, creating a a path out, but there's like subconscious stuff and like. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to dive right into that because we don't have to start yet. But I mean, gosh, I mean, I'm really like every conversation I've ever had with you, I'm like, damn, I wish we recorded that because it's been so full of like support and love. Also, um, if you locked your phone, I don't think I can hear you. So you have to keep your phone unlocked, I think. That happens every time. There okay. Yes, that's totally what happened. Okay, so I'm yes. going to go <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> I just said that like five times. <laughs> Here we are. There you are. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, yeah, no, I have a bit of a cold, so I'm just, a, my voice is a bit weird. Does it sound weird? No, no. Cool. The thing that happens to me is like every time I, almost every time I do a podcast, I like get like a frog in my throat and then I like constantly have to clear my throat and I feel like it's like, 
this like self fulfilling prophecy where I'm like, not again. <laughs> so funny. Just like, I don't know, putting you on the spot to challenge you and be like, is this actually an obstacle or not? Yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing uh, is that I think like this, again, this is like a metaphor for, I think, like an energy and like a, a way people are that I think you and I have connected on before is like the me taking up like minutes being like, sorry, guys, my if I sound weird, so sorry. <clears throat> oh, gosh, I'm always doing this. And it's like apologizing for some little thing that you think is a big deal is the thing that draws people's attention to this minor thing that they didn't care about. But then I'm kind of like, dude, why is this person always apologizing? Like, they're not doing anything notable. And I think that just goes for a lot, a larger thing where it's like the complaining about something slightly negative becomes bigger than the, and attached to a narrative about why something's hard or shitty or, and like we help create that sometimes. Ooh, that's interesting. Like your own self is the one kind of um, creating those illusions in the world and then how it's reciprocated mm -hmm. from others becomes like your dialogue when like you're the <laughs> one who created it, you know, or their perception of you, but when it's really your own creation. Yes. Yeah. That's so interesting. <sighs> well, what are you up to these days? Um, not much. Like, I'm just, uh, well, one thing that's changed since talking to you, I've gotten really, really passionate about astrology. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <clears throat> so I've been completely kind of just, like, studying and studying different topics. Um, and I think we've talked about human design before. So like that as well. Yeah. And like October, November is such a introverted month, I think for like a lot of people. So I've been really just taking that time to be with myself, like lots of alone time, lots of spiritual Oh, hello. Maybe you just like cut out. Conscious. Sorry, you just cut out. There, you're back. You're oh, right. okay. Yeah, just um, like thinking about my what, like what I want, like what my dreams and desires are, and then how I can maybe action things a bit better next year to kind of work towards that. Well, let's let's talk about that. That's like. That's like right on the money. That's, you know, and I'm, I feel like I'm constantly putting these like smaller day-to-day, week-to-week little priorities that actually are priorities. Like I have, you know, like, and then I'm just like not 
pressing on the gas in any really other aspect of my life, it feels like, <laughs> right? And again, it's, I think yeah. it's part of my story about how I'm like, I look at how I fucking slept in yesterday and I'm always like, why can't I be my own boss? And so it's like, even just what I mentioned right at the beginning where I'm like, oh, like here comes this like self-shaming again. And just, mm. that's just like this, this huge, like I can pay attention to these things. And it's like, man, I, I've, I've talked so much lately about, and I've talked to you about this too, how kind of my feeling and thoughts about whatever type of like chasing freedom that led me to Thailand, you know, like is just like, you know, it was a focus of understanding that I want to try something different than what I'm familiar with and where I'm at. And so it's like, where can I find new and different opportunities to access new and different opportunities, you know, like, because, yeah, I like look at Thailand and I was like, high key, you know, most of the time I was just like a homebody and just being stressed about my, <laughs> about my work. And like, I've definitely seen how that was just kind of me triggering this old belief about how I handle things. And, yeah. and so it was like addressing that aspect of like the, what do I handle? What can I handle? What do I want to handle? And like putting myself in, in those, set myself up for, what I'm trying to achieve on a small basis, like. Right, and what was the initial reason you decided to leave for Thailand? I mean, it was basically because I broke up with Holly and I realized I was only at that job because we moved there together and it was like this caution taped off thing that had kind of been not a part of, not accessible to me when we were together. So it was a little bit of like rebellion. And it was like, I've had to do a lot of, uh, I mean, not had to, I've thought a lot about how that decision was formed and you know I think hmm. I'm thinking even now you know I've I think a lot about how I feel stuck driving for DoorDash delivering food okay because it's like because I can access a really cool type of freedom in location and time um but like I said, it's like, it's kind of like, you know, that old thing where it was, it's like, if my teacher <laughs> said to me, 
okay, yeah, just do all the stuff. I'll never check it. And you just have to turn everything in at the end. Even though you'll be doing it the whole time. I'll be like, well, fuck that. I'm never, I'm just going to do it at the end. (laughs) And that just, that was just like how I was like, like I said, rebelling, right? So I think Thailand was also kind of this type of rebellion. It was like, I'm not going to apply for some other type of job. I'm going to go and fucking see some other new ass shit that no one told me to try out. Like, if someone told me to try something in the past, I'd be like, I'm not going to do what you're telling me to do. Yeah, it's like kind of seeking something that's like different and out of the ordinary. And that doesn't necessarily fit into a mold or a dialogue that we're used to hearing. So I think like that's that resonates a lot for me because being back in the place where I grew up, Mm -hmm. um, it's just I get that sense of wanting to rebel against it and go and not like do what I'm supposed to be doing at this time or this age of my life, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I totally get that idea of doing it to do something that no one's told you to do before or, you know, that you maybe shouldn't technically be doing. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, like, and it seems like, you know, you have a lot of experience in this is just now focusing on like creating and finding spaces where people are and want to be like, and that there's like so many ways for that to look. Um, But it doesn't just like fall into our laps. Right. And it's like, I'm not going to go find it and hope, you know, the people around me in the old spheres are going to, you know, come to align with, what I might want to have a community around, you know, even just taking astrology, for example, it's like a lot of people are like wacko shit. And I think it's all like, again, it's all a story. I mean, fuck, you know, even starting to realize, you know, even creating the, the space for the hourly lesson for my students in Thailand, like all the live streaming that I was doing during the pandemic and this podcast. I recently found a group of people here in LA and we did like a big breath work full moon ritual with like 12 people. Wow. How did you feel? Oh my God, dude. It was the craziest shit in my life. Like, it was probably a total of like, like three sets of like four to five minute breathing and like the energy and like, I guess also like oxygen that's coursing through. It, like my hands were like 
tensed into like these claws because there was like so much energy needing to like be released from my body like and like they warned me the leader like warned like lots of people's hands that's where the energy is flowing out so they oftentimes get that and it was like unreal unreal so you know even like that day I was like oh I want to do this more but I haven't gotten myself to try it on my own since then okay but I just mean like another just like single event opened me up to this like community of all these individuals interested in like more spiritual stuff and like yeah and I think yeah basically being like I, I need to be the one to invite people, you know, instead of hoping and wishing I could find a message board where there's a thing going on or something, you know, like if I don't know what to do or like who's around, like. Mm, so you need like more action. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because I feel like that's something as you said, that's kind of been a theme in your life, you know, like that procrastination. Yeah. um, And that kind of, I'll do it tomorrow or, you know, whatnot. Um, But also someone who's very like intuitive and like uh, emotion, emotionally conscious. So you do believe that you will receive those messages when they need to come to you. Um, which is which might be why you can be nonchalant in a way for like or have a light attitude sometimes and just trust because you do um, but it's because I'm like that as well I feel so if we did action more things like imagine the energy and the power that we could create out of out of what we're we're feeling Yeah, have you, like, whether whether we view it as creating or uncovering, like, your dreams? Like I said, I don't know if you were saying that it was related to your, your studying of astrology, but I'd love to hear more. Yeah, so... Um, right now, I don't feel like I am living my dream or it's not, I'm not necessarily in a place I want to live or in a job that I want to necessarily or that I'm passionate about in a way. Um, so I am a lot more aware of the things that I want and the things that maybe I don't want moving forward. So I'm just kind of stuck again in that okay, well, then it's time to action things, you know? So Mm -hmm. at first I didn't really know what I wanted. So it was hard for me to, um, to kind of let that space happen and to be patient and to realize that it's okay not to know where you're going next, or it's okay not to feel that passion burning inside of you at all times. Like Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to, um, and to just let things be, um, which, you know, ironically, I have just be as 
like a tattoo. So it's something that I've had to remind myself of this year. And and yeah, coming across astrology and discovering astrology makes me realize that, you know, there is, there are themes in your life that can be more um, kind of current in certain periods of your life. Um, and not everything is going to happen at the same time. Um, so it's okay, again, to have those moments where you are just kind of flowing with the waves and the water. Um, yeah. And that you there is really, again, no destination, but I have this idea in my head of <laughs> ideally what I would want and um, maybe like not realizing how valuable that time in between is for growth. Um, and actually that's the time that prepares you the most for what is to come and for you to actually be able to realize those different dreams or, you know, get to those points where you want to go. So yeah, patience. I've had to discover patience. <laughs> yeah, I just, I've been, oh, and trust. Yes. I am now living in Los Angeles with my partner, Lane, and her lease is up in June. And I think we're going to move to Portland after that tentatively and like you know this is like I guess I moved here in October and you know I have so much of I don't know what I might call my old self being like trying to like trip these alarms of like old shit and especially like lots of old shit with Holly being like hey you're sacrificing freedom bro like you know and it's like this big story in my head and it was like a part of my life and my thailand choice was like i need to figure out how to live and be me completely free before i ever love anyone else and like being with lane has been such an amazing cracking and like diving into each other and like doing so much healing and like feeling and, and expressing so much stuff that's so often been like locked away and, and, you know, silently weighing on me and aspects of my life and like, and yeah, really mm -hmm. just, being like, well, you know, lots of my my close intimate relationships in the past, I, I was like literally just hiding so much of my true self. And so I find myself in those old patterns of like sneaking around for no, for literal no reason. Sometimes being guilty, like trying to silently turn on the Nintendo Switch so that she doesn't hear me playing or something, you know, like that's like the silliest yeah. example, but it's like, and, and continuing to return and to actually be in loving open dialogue about that stuff where I can be reminded like, yeah, that's just literally in my head. And I've trained myself for so many years to act that way and to like 
shame myself for things that I view as unproductive. Like, it's really wild how deeply it goes. Yeah. Yeah, and that la- those labels. Yeah, yeah. The labels of the actions. And also your anticipation of the other person's reaction. Yes. To justify your actions, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. And yeah, and maybe, like, maybe there have been you know, reactions in the past that kind of formed that behavior as well. But again, coming back to trust and not trusting the person you're with to kind of like understand who you are at your core in a way, you know, that's, that's huge. So the fact that the thing that you thought kind of kept you like in chains is now one of the most freeing things for you is so beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah, so I, I think, and it sounds so weird when I say it out loud, but I think for both of us, one of our, the big things that we notice now is is how we're having to learn how to be ourselves individually when we're like in the same room okay and like in some ways like uh like if i'm doing a podcast or recording shit or she's like doing a lot of times it's when we're like recording videos and stuff but it's like that thing where it's like we both have so much time that we've spent alone doing these things and we like to do shit together and there's like a learning me i think i only know my experience but you know, it. it's like, I'll be, I'll be, again, like, sitting together doing different things. And I start realizing that I'm acting like I did in the office at my school in Thailand, where I felt like I had to pretend like I was doing something. Like when someone walked by and like closed Netflix right really quick. <laughs> Yeah, I could see you doing that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so yeah. That's my it's... lesson plan. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, you know who I, on my road trip, was chatting to every few months was Eleanor. I don't oh my I, gosh! I don't know if I ever told you that because. I just like reached out to her and, and she, we just like texted a, a few times. I don't really know. I think just on some post or something. And I was like, yeah, we never got to hang out. And wasn't she going to be on the thing? I think, I, I think that's why I, we started texting, right? She was going to be with me in the training thing if it went down, right? Or no? remember well either way um, yeah you connected I guess I don't really remember I had a thought about why I was going to bring that up what the heck I guess I never I just it's it was just a cool like almost kind of like accessing like a podcast space where I felt like her and I had some real deep conversations where I was like I wasn't really talking her and I both weren't really talking a whole lot about 
this to like people in our closer circles we kind of were like talking more authentically a little bit about some stuff like I told her all about Ariana and everything and and uh yeah so we just kind of shared in this like we kind of went through some shit (laughs) even though it was crazy different experiences and uh yeah yeah because you guys met like right before I think all of that happened and you guys both went I think you both went through like really intense (laughs) moments with uh people um that were close to you both so wow that time I didn't even realize that that time that timing was then but yeah she's she's great because you connect she can connect with her really really easily well that was my experience with her just so yeah so open so easy to kind of share and communicate yeah yeah and I've always felt that with you dude it's really it's such a an amazing meeting of minds and I'm so glad we met because I like truly a big part of Thailand was me just being like, oh, wow, I'm looking to other people to tell me that I'm a leader instead of my own belief in myself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it, our connection would have never happened if you hadn't pulled me aside in the pool after training one day and you were like, can we just stare at each other in the eyes for like 15 minutes? I was like, okay. <laughs> wait what I said that yeah you I don't okay I I don't remember but yeah we were in the pool (laughs) and you're like can we just please stare at each other like look at each other in the eyes um and I was like yeah like I'm super down and then I think after maybe like Mm. we didn't I don't think we made it to 10 minutes but we were just like whoa (laughs) we need to talk like (laughs) oh my gosh that is so epic. I, I, I can't believe I didn't remember that. Yeah, because our first kind of meeting was that awkward boat ride where we, oh. we actually didn't have anything to say to each other for the first time. Like, you know, for the only time in our friendship. <laughs> yeah. So right away. But yeah, I feel that. I feel the same with you. And seeing all all the big moments in your journey there um and and without you even needing to tell me that they were big moments you know I feel like I wish I just saw saw it saw you so clearly in like how you came and where you were going but yeah 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 dude and I think it's really like you know, part of what's, I think, so impactful about it is like, you know, a lot of the time that that you and I were hanging out, we had like this semi, you know, other thing going on, you know, kind of like a, like a hybrid of like a coworker space, but like completely more free and open than that. But like, there's like, something to be said about like having something in common that's not about 
connecting with each other, but is still partly doing that, right? In let's say, you know, the the retreat for Tefl Heaven, and then like the way that that you know is the foundation for what we have to pull from to understand each other from such close proximity in getting to know each other you know yeah yeah and it's always that weird dynamic when you start like a course because you have like someone who's supposed to be a teacher and then Mm -hmm. the trainees and where that kind of line goes um (laughs) in terms of like how much you share but I think that that's what made our group there so special. Everyone was really like authentic and themselves and so different. There were so many different types of people and personalities. And like we came together in such an amazing way that last night where you did like where you um, did your talent show. Yeah. Like everyone was in tears by the end of the night, by the end of your set. Yeah, dude, that was such a powerful moment for me because as you remember, the speaker went out like right as I go up. Yeah. And I just am like, I mean, again, it was kind of, it was like, I'm so glad that happened because it was like, Like, I never need what I think I need. (laughs) I don't ever need anything that I think is going to be the thing I need. I mean, really. Not not that we don't need things and want things to help us. And I, you know, different songs can be done with different stuff. But like, it was just, uh, you know, it was like so much more pure in a way. Me just like yeah. seren- serenading you, acapella. And coming in and being like, okay, shit, the speaker just went out. What am I going to do? Panic moment sets in. Because mm-hmm. like you could see it on your face. And totally. Then, <laughs> yeah. And then, wow. Like you actually delivered the, the nicest gift to everyone with the words you had to say and they were like all we had was your words which was like more than enough for anyone yeah and you know here in this podcast space all all we have is my words our words like powerful yes it is um it is a theme of your life you are uh, you're a motivator and a teacher with your words. And that's kind of been a theme through your life yeah. so far. And as a child, were you kind of like a good speaker? Did you? You know, not really. You know, the, basically the thing was... I think it was like in third grade, my parents signed me up for like the kids, like the local 
kids choir. It was like a part of like the, the city orchestra type thing, you know? And so that was just like singing. But I remember this moment. I think it was sixth grade. And so then I was like in singers. So when I got to middle school, I, I was like doing choir and, and the musical. And that kind of paved the way for that artistic output and me honing my voice in a big way. But I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast before, but I, it was during sixth grade musical practice and me and my friend Brad had been told to go down to the back down to the choir room because everyone was in the theater and we had to grab some things and we knew that we had plenty of time. And so Brad just hops down on the piano and starts playing like this little riff that he learned. And all of a sudden I just start singing and only after the fact that I realized that was the first time I ever freestyled was in sixth grade. And we like, I just like sang random stuff and like made a little melody and he kind of just repeated it for like five minutes. And I just sang new words and jokes and stuff. And I don't know if I, I don't know if I ever freestyled again until like high school. Whoa. And what was that moment like? Um, the sixth grade moment? In high school. Oh, high school, it was basically when I started smoking weed with my friends. And then we were in the car listening to like actual like rap music. And I, and I just, we would start rapping like over the lyrics. And that's how I started freestyling in high school. And did it come naturally? I mean, yeah, but also no. Like it was just crazy, you know, a lot of like talking about the blunt, going to do a stunt type, type stuff, <laughs> you know? Don't call, me a, don't call me a runt. And then, you know, another rhyme probably that I don't want to say. That very simple, like super stoned, 16-year-old stuff. But Well, you, you yeah. speak about what you know, right? It's, it's well, your yeah, environment. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, that's, so I wonder what you were saying in sixth grade. At that very yeah. first moment. <laughs> what was your message then? Yeah, me too. I don't know. I think I was probably just trying to make Brad laugh. That's good. That's good. That shows like the type of personality you have, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels Nour- good to Nourishing others. Like... I was always, you know, I think to talk about how that was the, I don't know, founding or initial experience with me, you know, creating a vocal performance. I think it also then kind of, I was in that bubble for a long time. 
and I only like stepped a couple of times into like I like emceed this middle school event one time and like it was because someone else like recommended me you know I was I I, I kind of stopped seeking out stuff like that whereas mm. I totally am like yes like let's get on it like let's who can I talk to <laughs> you know like um you know where can we find banter like all of it can be fun and i think it's just uh taking myself less seriously while also taking myself more seriously at the same time <laughs> yeah i see that i like, like that like not being so worried about you know i i was like scared and shitting my pants worried that i was gonna stump stutter or stumble my words when i was like in the spotlight announcing the next group but then also like i want to take that less seriously and be able to be like my comfortableness and like letting go of that like that's serving no one and it's like i guess i you know i i want to help people know that it's like yes yes no one no one ever told me that no you're right like like and we have that when we're we are very young you know that kind of careless um attitude towards you know what other people think mm -hmm. Like when you're very young and then you kind of lose that when you realize that other people's perceptions can hurt you. And it's that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then it can develop such unhealthy habits and again, kind of predicting what people are going to, how people are going to react and then consequently changing or forming your actions in accordance to that rather than how you initially wanted to be or what you initially wanted to say. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that just, that, you know, that makes me think about how it's like, it can be attractive to think about creating art that people desire to see, you know, or like the market research of what does well in your niche or whatever. It's like, you know, I feel like, you know, I don't want to be striving for like, I don't, what am I striving for? <laughs> you know, like, I want to like talk to people and connect with people. And so it's like, Sometimes I'm like, what type of specificity can help me and yet not be this thing that I feel confined by about where I'm headed and what I want for my life? What are some things that you want? Well... I it's a great question. 
I'm all over the place, man. Okay, well, another question could be, what do you value? Hmm. Well, I value my relationships, friendships. Um, you authentic communication I value taking care of each other um, yeah I value uh, like have I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and they can be ever changing, you know, you know? but those things are yeah. They're like the pillars of your life, you know? So maybe what you want will kind of fluctuate mm -hmm. around those things. Would you care to share uh, some of your values or dreams? Yeah, so... What do I value? Um, I value uh, freedom, but I think freedom in my own kind of definition of freedom. So being able to kind of move how you want to move in a day not necessarily being anchored to one place in the world to have that flexibility um, to be able to cater to yourself in the way that you want every day so that kind of goes you know with a job that allows for space to just be how you want to be in a day. So if you have a day that's harder than other days, then to have the flexibility in order to cater to those different um, emotions or states of being. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I value um, partnership and trust and love. Um, but also, like, adventure and personal growth. So my, like, what I want to do is just make sure that I'm doing things that nourish my soul and that I'm passionate about. And I have, I have that type of personality where I want to go for what I want. 
Um, and it, it does sound cliche, but that life is short and to kind of make sure that you are being fulfilled and nourished every day in what you are doing and what you surround yourself by. Cause that's kind of, you know, you can kind of construct some of the things around you. So why not go for what makes you feel good and happy and fulfilled? Yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah. That's so good. And I was just thinking that, like, I'm so glad that, that, that this is recorded because what you said about being able to cater to yourself, like it, that's, I, that's such a wonderful way to phrase it and to think of it and to, you know, I don't know that I've often thought of it like that, but, but you know, that is said part of what I enjoy about working for DoorDash right now is that I'm free to be like loving to myself and to say yes to opportunities and to not ever be bound by required work time and so it's like yeah thank you for saying that (laughs) And I totally see that, and I've like, I've, I've recognized in that in you in the time that I've known you too, that you're like, knowing how you want to live and and seeking that out, and like you said, obviously, right, like, shit is a lot different than <laughs> than what you actually uh, like you said, where you would more want to be potentially, right. Yeah, so the past two years hasn't really been that way for me, um, but I think everyone was kind of pushed into different situations um, because of the circumstances. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying of these, those times that maybe are a bit more unpleasant or aren't necessarily in line with the person you are, or your character, or what you want, are yeah. actually some of the most formative years. So I know that this, these past two years were essential um, for yeah. my growth and development, but, and also it reaffirms, it does reaffirm again, your values and where you want to go. So not enjoying something is actually bringing clarity to a lot of things as well. Um, so it doesn't always have to be like positive realizations um, to, in order to, you know, benefit from those moments and gain that clarity for the next things you want to do yeah yeah totally and I think I mean it feels like it's a never-ending you know observable thing to talk about how we label things black and white positive and negative and like I've seen that a lot back to like seeing the way that I kind of like get you know like someone can like touch a nerve in me with like a comment and I think previously in my life and and honestly even when I was in Thailand I kind of 
had this story about myself being like super fucking chill and like nothing gets me riled up and I think uh, yeah, a, a lot of people in my life in the past kind of gave me back that story and kind of like saw me that way because that's how I projected myself and yeah it's like refreshing to to kind of see the ways that that so many situations be it social or how I choose to present or what to do are like wearing a mask and kind of having just the the way I think everyone thinks I should probably be feeling or acting today. And like you said, pretending like I'm fine or not even admitting that you might need to cater to yourself because that's weakness. There's a million ways that it's like not allowing yourself to see what you're actually going through sometimes because of how you're articulating it, the words you think about yourself, you know? Yeah, exactly. And not making yourself a priority in that moment. So there's so many times um, at work that I'll have teammates come to me and be like, I don't know if I should take the day off, but I'm really not feeling well you know, whether it's physical or mental. And it's like, well, you've just, you've just put work or this job in front of yourself and it shouldn't be that way because that's not what's the most important, you know? So it's just like allowing yourself, allowing you to take care of yourself in those moments. And I mean, great example and it's like also let's look at why we would ever even think we should be thinking that in the first place you know just kind of like the ingrained feel guilty for depriving your company or like the classic one is like well you're gonna make your co-workers have to suffer to cover you so you should come in even if you say you need your to heal yourself today yeah exactly and and yeah we are so conditioned to think that way and also um we're expected to almost think that way you know like if Mm -hmm. there are certain things um in the system or at work or whatnot that um aren't necessarily good for people it's kind of just like there's a lot of times back here in Canada where I've just received a line well that's how it is here that's just how it is you'll have to get used to it um and I'm just like but no we should want more or better or just like a bit more caring towards each other and yeah that's that's been a struggle for me to adapt to is to well you kind of have to like again mold yourself into the way things are here even though they're not necessarily productive for humanity in general 
do you uh do you have an example by chance of something and someone said you don't have to I was just wondering well I mean it's mostly when it comes to you know work and things like that like having um having to be there for maybe eight hours of your day when <laughs> yeah yeah you get your work done in four or a child having to sit at a desk at six years old for eight hours a day while you're talking at them you know but that's just the way things are when it or yeah or again like with teaching you did see that a lot too you know a a child who um can't go play outside because they haven't finished their homework on time and they're deprived of that activity that nurture the things that nourish your soul because Um, maybe they don't comprehend things the same way that the norm does. So yeah, instead of taking like taking that human approach um, to those situations rather than just being like, well, too bad. That's the way it is. And you have to adapt to it. I find it quite harsh sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's that, that's like stemming from fear, right? Yeah. Or just this mentality that, like, we were put on this earth to kind of work and to provide or sustain this life that we're kind of meant to be told to live. which in the end is kind of unsustainable. What do you mean? Well, I mean, like if, if everyone, you know, um, gets a house and has a ton of kids, like mm. it just, yeah. we're except like the world is accelerating at such a fast <laughs> pace that some of the re- like resources aren't can't keep up or the way we were doing things um, on this planet are just unsustainable in general with the way things kind of operate. So it's like that exhaustion of resources and people. Yeah. It's like definitely feels like an accelerated spiraling kind of right now. I think like with like everything being seeded and like and like grown from this premise of growth at all costs, right? Where it's like, you know, I mean, it's so hard not to make the cancer metaphor where it's like cancer's only flaw is that it doesn't know when to stop growing. Right? Mm-hmm. If it if it grew enough so that if it grew any bigger it'd kill you. You know, it wants to survive in you. It doesn't want to kill you, but it just doesn't know how to stop. So like it survives for as long as it does and just like, you know, 
flaw in the system, but like it still is wrecking, wreaking havoc. And it's like, here we are, we can see, but it's like, we have a pretty big host right now called the earth, right? It takes a mm. lot of fucking growth to kill this host, but we can see the symptoms starting. We need to start popping some Advil over here or something, right? It's like, we got us, we're in the hospital out here now. And like, there's yeah. so much where it's like, everything's full. So any little thing that happens, everyone's getting sloshed around with the aftermath. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it, it's, it would kind of like, it does kind of come back again to values and what people um, like say they value and what they subconsciously value as well. Um, and how we can maybe shift those values into something that could be a bit more sustainable for the earth and humanity. Yeah. I mean, in a way, I think like, even maybe for ourselves, right? Where it's kind of like, I think how many of us never really thought about the, the delicate balance of the global supply chain before the pandemic? Like, I mean, I don't know, man. Shit seems really crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm so um... aware of how much I'm relying on just everything being the way it's always been. And it's like, okay, is that really smart, potentially? You know, there's like question marks over me just kind of being like, yeah, everything's just the way it is. Hmm, that's interesting. You know, because it's like, I want to believe that. You know, but, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of like, what skills actually matter in life? Ooh, that's such a powerful question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like what are we supposed to be doing with our time that is actually like good or useful or helpful, like you say? And like... I think... Yeah, we're just occupying time, isn't it? Like, that's what life is. Yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, I think the, the whole culture is kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, you should be investing in the stock market type vibe or Bitcoin type of energy of like, come on, like multiply things. This is how you be successful. Like put your, put your chess piece in the right space and watch it grow where it's like, that is completely separated from, from value and humanity in a way, you know? It's like, it's like hijacking the idea of wealth. And it's like, you know, it's like the cocaine of, of the idea of what, being happy and fulfilled is where it's like you strip away everything because you're like focused on like the gold star at the top 
right? The fine powder, the dollars in the Swiss bank account type of energy of the culture, right? Yeah. And so it, it is, it does come back to the question of like, what does success look like for you? Like what makes for a successful person? <laughs> right. And I think, I think there's something to be said about a lot of people who are successful or a lot of us who are living in our own, whatever our own normality is that it's like, kind of looking down and being like oh well these are all the places where we're living or how we make money or how we'd be successful or you know where we buy our groceries all of that stuff is just floating on these human created boats that get holes and have leaks but yet it's like we don't talk about that you know and it's kind of just like everything's really wobbly but everyone tries to like pour cement over it to look like they have everything under control yeah like what what people what certain people might use as validation you know for themselves like oh if i have that house if i get that promotion if i get the car or whatnot then that will validate me into someone who is successful and it's like I I know I'm a person who has a job who supports my family and then all of a sudden the company closes you know it's like no one like that the, the boat just sank so it's like you can swim but like your boat you were like living there so it's like and it's like it's safer to not have to live in a boat it's safer to just live on land but like right boats are the easiest way for merchants to travel around right so we're living in this like merchant society where where like we don't know how to make anything but we know where the merchant is who has it so we can buy it mm, yes we're not tethered to any part of the land. I can buy the Sabra hummus here, there, over there, Ottawa, Canada, you know, Texas. Like, it's going to be on the shelves, no matter the name of the thing. Like, I'm not going to find it in the grocery or in the gas station. That's a, you know, that's different supply chain, right? So we can expect, we know where to expect different things, even though it's like, you know, it's just, it's all floating. None of it is actually, none of the grocery stores are growing the shit there. You know, it's just a merchant. It's just a boat. This is a really good metaphor, dude. I'm liking this. Yeah. Yeah. And then what are we in all that? Like, technically, we're, we're animals, right? So it's kind of interesting into, as well, like, everything yeah, yeah. that, like, what we've made, what humans have made themselves into. <laughs> when really like we're we are supposed to live on the land and kind of you know i mean think about it think about the concrete let's think of concrete and linoleum <laughs> as water bro like we wear shoes on the linoleum we don't want to walk barefoot in a store gross what yes. like, let's get real like i can't just walk around this city i need to like walk on the sidewalks in the proper place right i don't want to trip and fall into the water like 
bruh. And so I think it's just like, there's land. And in order to live on the land, you have to like know what to do there. Yeah. But like, it's not some far out crazy ass thing to say that I could like learn the skills to live on land. That's, that's like the most human thing ever. You're right. It should be kind of. But I don't know how to right now. You know, and so it's like when I when I realize that I've been focusing on like how to let other people let me onto their boat so I can live. I'm just like, I want to be closer to my life than that. I want it to be like in my hands instead of in someone else's hands. But yes. as long as I, but as long as I show my receipt, they'll let me through, you know. Mm. So are these some of the thoughts that you've been having lately? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And what what kind of, how does that like translate into what you might be doing or things that you might take on or do? It's a great question. I mean, I think it starts with uh, finding community, finding a place, I want to learn, start learning a little bit of gardening. I think I want to start learning how to make, you know, get some more internet-based jobs so I'm not reliant on driving around in the physical world to make money. But I don't want to, like, go fucking work (laughs) at a job type vibe. But, yeah, dude, I think... For me, a big part of it is just, it's kind of like reclaiming a lot of my time. First of all, from worry about (laughs) that I'm doing shit wrong or whatever. There's so much worry that always comes up. Um, And dude, self-love is is huge. I guess <laughs> Yeah, I think it I think it comes down to like you know, not not knowing where to start. I don't know. I think a lot of times I always say that I'm worried about having wasted too much time, but that's like some canned old bullshit answer I used to say. Um, Mm. But I do think it used to be real because I felt like there was so much weight on this chapter where I felt like I was always doing shit wrong. But anyway, um, Yeah, I think it's like the idea of of uh, feeling like I'm I'm still needing some type of like 
permission to actually respond to myself as my own boss. It's like, I'm like, okay, show me your experience, Wes, in a way, mm-hmm. you know? Where I, where I, where, and so then I think in a, in a way, I'm kind of like, okay, well, now's my chapter to like be like reading and listening to podcasts so that I can become a better like <laughs> delegator of the steps that create life, you know, which is like, and I often just think about like, oh my God, I'm bit, I'm like hardly closer than I was a decade ago. And I'm, you know, it's like, okay, that's just, why would I even say that? You know, that's just not true. But I'm like, I can puzzle piece all the reasons and like ideas. What what was I even responding to? I got so lost. Um, what what worries you? What the worries yeah, yeah. kind of look like? Yeah. But that makes sense. That makes total sense. One thing I struggle with is the fear of starting something and not being able to finish it or, or kind of realizing like, eh, maybe I'm not that into it or something. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, just like not taking the chances because again, cause you, you said not knowing where to start. Um, or maybe like not fully diving into something because you're bouncing around like more than one yeah. thing, you know, which, yeah. which just kind of goes to show um, how you can be passionate about so many different things and interested in different things. Like you don't need to be the master of one thing in order to like connect with it. Yeah, exactly. And independence is scary. So again, like you, our lifestyles are a bit different. Like we don't necessarily have like things in place that um, have that kind of illusion of stability, even though we all know that everyone is just on a boat and the boat might sink anytime we don't have that illusion of, you know, that secure job that's going to be there, that paycheck that's going to come in or whatnot, you know? So, um, yeah, those worries can come in because you're solely reliant on yourself. And the fact that you say that you're, you have sometimes a dialogue with yourself of, okay, well, what are your skills? Almost as if you're the hiring manager and you need to prove yourself to yourself and I've done that I made a list of my skills the other day because I was like well what do I actually have to contribute to the world I don't know Mm. but should that stop us from kind of you know making those leaps Yeah, and I and I and I really do think that 
it can be harder to sit in front of your you know screen thinking what are my skills i i'm reminded of i mentioned that breathwork little communal friend get together that i went to yeah we like ended the night just chatting around the fire and i like went off on this metaphor about like just about how kind of like now in society we're like we're kind of extending our leaves trying to figure out how to get the most sun while also trying to re-root ourselves in the earth kind of somewhat similar to this this metaphor of like we've kind of been not deeply rooted and getting lost in having the most fanciful leaves right because that's what everyone can see Mm -hmm. and that focusing on our roots and just focusing on like the internal stuff and the stuff that actually is grounding us with uh, you know our connection to reality and to the earth and like all of these amazing people, almost none of whom I had ever met before, were just like, yo, dude, that was epic. You should do you have a you should start a podcast, bro. Man, that was eloquent. Oh my God, what a great <laughs> metaphor. And like like has happened so many times, my own like self-critic continues to be interrupted when I allow myself to be free from it in community with others and to like and so yeah and like and you've helped me with that so much and I think like allowing ourselves to be seen by others can help us realize you know our own power or see ourselves uh, in a way that we often don't allow ourselves to Yeah, and, you know, how we put in place those limits for ourselves. Like, why? (laughs) So interesting. Like, not, and there, um, there are, there were so many people that, you know, would interview to go teach abroad and whatnot. Right. And it would always come down to those insecurities and you know what's kind of holding them back and and it is like everything is a it's just like a construct of yourself and how you envision the world you know so it is really powerful when you can kind of release those um, insecurities and doubt and just trust in yourself and your journey and where you can where it can take you without being your own kind of worst critic yeah Mm. and those are the moments that are the most rewarding and the most beautiful is when you actually do get out of your comfort zone and push yourself and meet new people and kind of make those new connections and Mm. like you don't know what you don't know so you might as well go and like talk to people and listen to what people have to say in their stories in order to learn I think that's just what the point of life is it's just to keep learning never stop learning yeah always remain 
a student. Because <laughs> that's what's magical, you know, when you learn something new and that's what you can see the world through like a child's eye, like when you learn something new, ch children, mm -hmm. when they see something for the first time, you can see that look in their eyes, it's so magical. And I get that same feeling when someone shares something and teaches me something. Mm -hmm. And just this conversation right now is going to help me in you know, future steps and that, those moments where I am facing that. Yeah. And it's going to help other people too. Truly. Yay. Truly. Yeah. It's like, it's the best. It's like selfish and giving at the same exact time. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it's interesting that you're using, you know, those words, the polarization, like we said earlier, you know, there is no right or wrong or positive or negative. Mm -hmm. And a lot of like the words we have in our current vocabulary are very kind of polarizing in that sense. Mm, yeah. Which is why they say like, you, the more words you know, the better you will be able to express yourself. Yeah, like there's definitely an effort required to like almost to like make yourself n not be as, you know, polar. Like you have to like through words, right? Like qualify so much because I think a lot of it is like the tendency towards the like the opposite sides of a line, the f opposite forces going against every, you know, that push and pull, which obviously exists. But yeah. It's not, and it's, oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> like, there is such a huge in between that, you know, like you said, can't be qualified. So yeah, it, it is interesting to jump to, you know, putting words, even to an emotion. Like what, like how are we certain that an emotion that we're feeling can be qualified as something? Yeah. If you don't even know if you have the word for it, you know? So it makes things so definitive mm -hmm. when you have to tag them with words. Yeah, I, that's, that's such a good point. I think it's like, how much time have I spent living wordlessly in my life? Mm. Some, for sure, some. But like, percentage-wise, I mean, it's like I'm pure words almost mm. 
you know oftentimes i think we we can like cast our attention into feelings feeling a feeling feeling stimulation on our in our bodies there's a lot more space available in our consciousness outside of the language that inhabits our our intentions and our communication so much back to i mean what an amazing origin story without words for you and i yes of course <laughs> it was all it was all unpacked there and i remember just looking into your eyes and knowing like okay i need, we need to go deeper here yeah what weren't we like like we were like in the pool like leaning on the edge right yeah 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 okay i remember that yeah yeah where the kind of lawn chairs beach chairs were yeah 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 wow sunset in the background <laughs> you know how how a yeah, typical yeah. true friendship begins that's totally. just you know how it goes <laughs> <laughs> aside from our initial boat ride you know where you were like oh great i'm stuck next to the trainer okay that's not really what I thought. I was so focused on my own nervousness. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, maybe it was like, okay, I'm not sat beside someone who's going through the same thing as me. Like, oh, shoot. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was kind of like, I think I would have felt more comfortable if someone else was like, isn't this awesome? This is new. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, well, yeah. it's always that small talk, you know, when when you first meet someone, like it was a bit of that. You don't know, you know, how how forward and deep you can go. So that's why I appreciated so much when you pulled me aside in the pool and you like created that space because you don't know how other people might react to it, you know? Yeah. But you just went for it. So that was so great because <laughs> that's what we gotta do go for it yeah that's how i think i'm gonna do that with every new person i meet like do you mind if we just look, look at into each other's eyes and connect that or i go okay what what's your birthday and birth time Totally. Dude, I don't, you weren't into astrology when you were in Thailand, eh? I didn't really know much about it. So I remember you and I, we had those, you know, astrology apps and whatnot. And we yeah. were looking at them, um, which is so good. But we were, you know, we were kind of discovering different things. We did, um, we had done some personality tests and I think the Enneagrams yeah yeah and things like that so 
I think astrology would have been very fitting at any time that it would have kind of come into my life because I'm very receptive towards um, that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, it just kind of happened at the beginning of the summer. Cool. Yeah. So just I've been learning about that basically and, you know, how every planet and every star in the sky kind of also brings meaning um, to that that picture. Yeah. And what that means and how that can translate. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of just made me discover a little bit more about myself, maybe some tens- tendencies uh, that I might yeah. have. You know, when you, like, zoom out and you read from, like, another perspective, um, things can kind of make sense, you know, because, again, like, there are no negative traits. There are just different ways in which everyone operates. Yeah. Um, so it kind of brings a nice understanding of personality traits and how they come come into play in different situations totally but yeah i very much enjoyed the the process but it's very interesting because like i very i'm very into uh history and such so you can read about the different um theories and the different way astrology was brought uh, according to you know different parts of the world or different cultures mm. so that's kind of cool in a way yeah cool <laughs> well i know i said uh we would chat a little bit before but i mean if it's all right with you i think this is all this is all podcast. Yeah, that's perfect. I'm completely fine with that. Thank you so much for having me, for talking to me. It's always so amazing to connect with you as yeah. always. Yeah. So good to talk with you. I uh, I feel excited just to like have this now. Like this is like a thing. You can like listen to this in three years if you want to exactly (laughs) what a special thing what a great gift you've given me thank you my friend oh (laughs) awesome well uh, so much love the way that i end the way that we end is for you to just give a short nugget or sorry small nugget of wisdom maybe related to what we've talked about today to the listeners before we say goodbye sure okay um if i you know could give one bit of wisdom it would be to take take that space take those moments and um you know be with yourself to understand maybe what you do value and uh what you do define as a successful life or a success and and trust yourself and trust your capabilities and go after those things and construct your surroundings, occupy your time um, with things that bring value to your life and to yourself. Absolutely. Thank you, Emily.
Thank you, Wes. I love you. I'll talk to you later. I love you too. Okay, bye, friend. All right, bye. Bye. Fading out, fading in. Feeling like I'm always reaching for the next moment. Fading out, fading in. Fading into existence. All my mind is on the highway I'll take to get somewhere else tomorrow. I like to look instead at the place where I am. Fade in and fade out. Likely I'm feeling like I'm on the downhill. But you could not be proud. I look at you and you've been looking down. Fade in and fade out. You don't always really have to count. All of your achievements I've been looking for the reason To fade in and fade out I'm gonna make this life really count Fade in and fade out I'm finally, finally, finally Finally showing up in a way that I'm proud I used to feel some type of way I felt like life was on delay Like I was waiting for someone else to say Here you go Here's the life you've dreamed Here you go Right into my lap Here you go Yeah, right Here you go, baby Here you go Fade in and fade out I've been feeling like I want my life to really count Fade in and fade out I've been searching for a reason to look into your eyes Fade in and fade out I'm gonna make my life really count Fade in and fade out This love is overflowing, can you feel it now? Fade in and fade out my love, can you see it? It's strong, and I'm learning how. Fade in and fade out. Fade in and fade out. So, I believe in you, and I believe that we are the ones we were meant to find right here in this moment. Fade in, fade out, comes back around. Go easy on yourself. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow.